Welcome to Bedtime Fairy Fails. I'm Kim. This episode was made possible in part by the live play D&D podcast, All D20. We'll tell you a little more about them after the show. This story was sent in by an All D20 fan. In today's story, we'll learn about the power of sacrifice and taking one for the team. This is... Doomed! Once upon a time, a group of adventurers were hunting for a dragon in a dense, mysterious forest. The party consisted of a dwarf cleric named Remvarel, a kobold ranger named Rubble, a human eldritch knight named Firebreak, who was also Russian, or at least had a Russian accent, a secret Asimar paladin named Jonathan, and last but certainly not least, a changeling bard named Yin. The party was headed to slay a fearsome green dragon that had been lurking in the woods, preying on naive adventurers foolish enough to walk through its woods. And while dragons are notoriously dangerous foes, they come with vast amount of treasure. So the party set out to find and kill it. While they were combing the forest, they were ambushed by a clan of forest fae called Neckers. If you aren't familiar with Neckers, let me fill you in. Neckers are ugly humanoid creatures that live in forests and create huge burrow networks underground for surprise attacks. And this clan of Neckers was led by a Necker Thornheart. Now, Thornhearts are created when a little girl is kidnapped by the Fae and sacrificed to the Lady of Thorn by sticking a large magic thorn in her chest, which turns her into a Fae as well. The whole thing is just really depressing. The party had come to a clearing with a big, beautiful pond, and on the other side stood the Thornheart. The party watched it for a moment before the pack of Neckers sprung out and surrounded them. The party fought bravely, cutting down each Necker one by one, including the Thornheart leader. After the battle, the party looted the corpses, with Yin the Bard claiming the magical thorn for himself. And the heroes continued on their quest to find the dragon. Eventually, the group came upon another clearing, only this time it was surrounded by a thick fog. Rubble the ranger snuck a little closer through the fog to have a peek inside. There he saw the dragon, massive, green, and as luck would have it, asleep. This was perfect. They could sneak through the fog and get the jump on it, giving them the advantage they needed after the battle with the Neckers. As they approached the spot where Rubble saw the dragon, they were greeted with nothing but a pile of stolen treasure. Firebreak worriedly whispered, Where? Where could it have gone? Maybe it left to go hunt. Suggested Rimvarel. That quickly? It was just here replied Firebreak. Well, it's clearly not here now, Rimvarel argued. 
Suddenly, the group felt a rush of hot air from above and everyone looked up to see the dragon rapidly descending on them. We're doomed! Screamed Rubble the Kobold. No, we're not doomed! Encouraged Firebreak. The dragon let out a booming laugh and said, <laughs> No, you guys are doomed. The battle was brutal. The heroes, having already fought an entire pack of Neckers, were in bad shape. They were throwing everything they had at the dragon. Arrows were flying, swords were swinging, and spells were being cast left and right. But it just wasn't enough. They had been fighting for what felt like hours and they were barely alive by this point. And only then through vigorous use of healing spells. Finally, the heroes found themselves grouped up and face to face with the dragon as it prepared to use its poison breath. There was no way the party would survive this. It was looking like they really were doomed. Doomed, I say! Doomed! That's when Yin remembered the thorn he had taken from the thorn heart. He quickly grabbed it in a move of desperation. He knew there was only one way out of this. He had to save his friends. Gripping the thorn tightly, he stared up at the floating beast as he plunged the thorn into his chest, piercing his heart. An eruption of magical fey energy surged from Yin's body, washing over the forest and reducing the dragon to ash. Yin's sacrifice had won the favor of the fey lords. The stunned party looked around, dazed for a moment. The dragon was gone, but so was Yin. Spirited away by the fey lords, never to be seen again. It was a high price to pay for victory, but thanks to the brave actions and quick thinking of Yen the Bard, the party lived to fight another day. The end. This story was sent in by Jill Boss in the Netherlands. This is a story about finding your voice and standing strong in the face of certain death. This is The Roar of Captain Coot. Once upon a time, a group of brand new heroes were heading out to secure a peace treaty between three communities. The people of Cables Hill, the elves of Green Hall, and the Fae of the Quivering Forest. The Fae were led by a green hag called Jenny Greenteeth. There had previously been a treaty in place dating back hundreds of years, but someone had recently broken it. In retaliation to this, Jenny Greenteeth had begun abducting children again like she had done so long ago, before the first treaty was signed. Now, it was up to our heroes to restore balance and create peace once more. Our peace bringers consisted of Captain Christopher Coote, the half-elf bard, Bran, the human ranger, and Kappa, the turtle monk. Now, these weren't the first heroes to venture into the village looking for peace. Another party of villagers had been sent before them, but had never returned. 
so our heroes were also on the lookout for them to see if they could find out what happened. And as we all know, when the party before you doesn't come back, you're sure to run into some pretty bad shit. When the heroes reach the elven village, the first thing they see is a dead body lying on the ground. From a distance, they can't tell who it is or what happened, so they creep in closer to investigate. Guys, says Bran. I think this is one of the missing villagers. The rest of the group comes in for a closer look. He looks like he's been mauled to death, says Captain Coot. This is the worst kind of foreshadowing. As the party is searching the body, they suddenly find themselves surrounded by three panthers. Turns out, the body had been laid out as a trap so the beast could lure in more prey. The heroes ready themselves for battle. The panthers leap at the heroes, claws and teeth bared. Kappa swings his short sword at one of them, but it doesn't do much damage. Captain Coot is giving all the support he can, but again, it isn't very effective. Bran is shooting arrows as fast as his bow allows, but the panthers are faster. Things are not looking good. They quickly down some health potions and keep going, fighting with everything they have. But the panthers are quick and their claws are deadly. The party is taking damage far quicker than they can deal it out. Another round of health potions, and suddenly, they're down to one. Kappa draws all his strength and swings at one of the panthers he had slowly been chipping away at. This time, his blade connects with the panther's head and he successfully takes it down. The victory is short-lived, though, as the other two panthers regroup to come at them again. The heroes know they can't beat them. They're badly wounded, the foes are way too strong, and the party is almost out of health potions. This is starting to look like the end for our new adventurers. Then, one of the panthers steps closer to Captain Coot and lets out a deafening roar. Now, Captain Christopher Coot knows they're all about to die, but in true bard fashion, he decides if he's going out, he's going out with a bang not with some boring, ineffective attack. Filled with resolve, he yells, Nobody roars at the great Captain Coot. He then takes in a deep breath and... Gives that panther a deafening pirate roar right back. Never had this panther heard a sound so terrifying. It immediately turns tail and runs off into the forest. He did it! He scared away a panther with nothing but the sound of his own voice. An exceptional start to his adventuring career. With one of the panthers gone, the group was able to successfully defeat the last panther. So with the mystery of the missing group before them solved, and the panthers defeated, the bloody and beaten heroes head off to finish their mission, thanks to the mighty roar of Captain Christopher Coot. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like D&D podcasts, which clearly you do, be sure to check out one of our favorites, All D20. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. 
to submit a fail, email me at bedtimefairyfails at gmail.com or message me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Bedtime Fairy Fails and Twitter as BT Fairy Fails. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we said Coo Cat Bar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. That would be so funny. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Coo Cat Bar. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.